This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bauer. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And hello to our special guest. Our friend of the friend of our show, our the friend of our show, the very good friend of our show, <laughs> Meredith Thomas. Hello, Ooh. Meredith. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> yes. Thanks. You are our A-lister who yes. comes on the show. So we're very I... excited. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm an A-lister on your show. I'm... That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's questionable well, yeah. where, where I am on the list. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I did put it that way. I apologize. Yeah. Well, we're, whatever. You're on the list. We're not even on the list. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. We get right. to the door. The doorman's looking at the clipboard. He's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know to tell you. <laughs> and the reason why we have Meredith here is because we are talking about the show Keeping Up with the Joneses. And we're used to seeing Meredith in front of the camera, but with this project, Meredith is doing something a little different. Would you like to tell us about it? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, so I had the opportunity to uh, second unit direct the, the second season of Keeping Up with the Joneses, so all four episodes, and, and I actually, um, last season had like a very little cam- cameo as a, I, I don't know, I guess it was, they called it a librarian. And then I actually, this Friday, the, the final, the final, um, movie of season two, I will have another little cameo. Um, nice. yes. Yeah. It's so, like your Hitchcock uh, moment. Yeah. Yes. So I, um, I could tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about how that happened. I was just watching how uh, Lifetime seemed to be moving up a bunch of uh, women to from different um, crew positions and and some of their actresses that uh, work a lot on, on Lifetime. And I was like, hey, what about me? Um, I, w- I think I would like to do that. And I, I looked at my IMDb and I was like, I have 30 television movie credits. I think... I mean, if other people are going to start to direct and Lifetime needs more women, um, I think that I would like to do that. So I um, I uh, put in a few calls, but the first call was to the director of All My Wrong Movies, who I work with um, a lot, as you guys know, um, and who, who also uh, Vivica A. Fox is one of the um, producers on. So that was my first call, and I said... I, I want to learn to direct. And he said, you probably know more than you think you know about directing, having been in 30 television movies. And I said, yeah, maybe. Um, and it was it was towards the end of last year. And he said, well, you know, with COVID, we're limiting the amount of people on set. But I know Vivica likes you. And let's figure out how we could maybe make this happen. And, um, and I was like, okay, great. And he goes, let's revisit this in the new year. And then... Um, 
and I may have already told you this story because then with when shortly after I get the call to star in the wrong blind date. Well, you had and told like, us okay. that that you had told us that you were looking to move into directing, but but I don't. We didn't know that there was oh, something already in motion at yeah. that point. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So this, so yeah, I so this I set this in motion. Um, but the funny thing is, is that within um, within kind of putting it out there to the people I put it out there to, um, within like weeks of that happening, I get a call from the same director from David saying, "Hey." I have something for you. And he had the lead in the wrong blind date for me. He offered me that. And then another production company that I reached out to that works for Lifetime and that I've worked for a bit, they they were like, oh, hey, we have this for you. And it's a female director. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. I mean, we're getting kind of somewhere. It's not exactly what I asked for, but I'm not going to. And then I'll, and then I got it. And then another um, woman I had worked with before in, in on crew was pumped up to director. And they said, oh, do you want to work on this? And again, so all of a sudden I'm working with more female directors. I put it out there. And then the new year comes and um, David texts and says, Hey, let's talk tomorrow. I got something for you. Um, and instead of, of making it me shadowing him, which is I had originally asked for, he gave me a job. Um, the best way to learn. Uh, so I just, I just jumped in and, and, um, and worked on all of the keeping up with the Joneses second season. Nice. So that's how that happened. I just kind of was like, Hey, I, I think I'll try this. I, um, Let's see how this works out, and that's how it happened. So, well, uh, as I was, oh, go ahead. I was sharing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you go. No, no, you go. Uh, so, I was just. Oh no! no I, okay. <laughs> so what? I think most people kind of know broadly what a director does, but most people have heard the term second unit director. Don't quite know what that means. Can you kind of elaborate on what your job was like? Yeah, because in the last episode, uh, Jason said that that sounded. Dirty. What? <laughs> he no, I did. Said it. Oh, no, I no, I said it. I just wanted to blame him for that. Second unit. I'm on, I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around how that could be dirty. Second really? Unit. Yeah, I guess I I'm too. I, I, my mind okay. doesn't work like that. You're like well, you're, second unit. Okay. All right. Okay. That's okay. So, we could revisit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or not. Let's move on. Or not. Um, so traditionally second unit director is all of the stuff that like all of that fancy footage that you see, um, that doesn't have the actors speaking in, in front of it. So it's, it's not as much scene work as it's like beauty shots and you see, uh, stuff in between. It could also be like car chases and, you know, just, Like like a close up on the text message on the phone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. It could be like you know a a a shot of the park that that um, with you know more background in it. Um, A shot of that we don't see the principals speaking in, but you but it establishes the park for everybody um, and that kind of thing. But honestly, um, I kind of jumped in and wanted to do a little bit. I wanted to do everything. Like I wanted to, as much as possible, be standing behind um, David and watching, um, watching how he worked with the actors and and trying to understand why um, 
why he blocked a shot a certain way. So, so second unit, that's kind of traditionally what it is. But I, I also jumped in and, um, I got to cast all the extras. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that, so I did, a, I did a lot of non-traditional second unit directing stuff too. Um, and was on set. With, so I, I was on set a lot more with, um, with the principal talent, um, watching, um, David would, you know, kind of walk me through what the day would be and uh, we'd go and, 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 um, I'd follow him there and just try to understand a little bit more, like really try to grasp what was going on in the, by the other side of the camera. So the cool thing was, is that, yeah, I got to, so in that, I got to cast a bunch of background and, um, having been an actress for a few decades, it was really neat to, to be that cheerleader for people coming on my set. And, and, um, and so I, so when I'm watching all of these, I'm really like looking really closely. Oh, I see that person. And I see that person. I'm like, Oh, that looks really good. Like the way that came out. And, um, uh, so it was great fun. And I went from there, um, and I, I can tell you a little secret. So from there, I did those four, Keeping Up With The Joneses, and then I did three that we have coming out. And I'm, I can't, it's just a working title, so I won't tell you what that working title is. But it's uh, with Jack A. Jack A. Harry mm. is the lead. Yeah. Mm. So three. I, the form, This formula with... Um, the full length, I mean, I guess we used to call them, what, what were they, what were they called? Not, I mean, um, mini series. Oh yeah. So back oh, yeah. in the day they were called mini series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah. exactly right. Who, who was in, who's that British <laughs> actor that was Jane in Seymour. Oh, Jane Seymour was in a lot of them and, um, the Thornbirds. Thornbirds. Yeah. Who's that? Who Richard Chamberlain. Richard, Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. Yes. And Jacqueline oh. Smith was in a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Roots was the original, like, really yeah. the original, like, original, I, th- I think. I don't no, know if those other I, things I came before yeah, that. Um, so anyway, yeah, so so I don't, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know any more details, but I was able to jump in in the same capacity and on this, uh, where Jack A. Harry is this really... Uh, she's this retired professor of criminology, and her daughter is um, is a detective. And it's it, they work on these on three different movies, work on three different crimes <gasps> together. Wow! Yeah, detective. I, I love a I love a lady detective. You do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I and I think yeah. that stemmed out of the fact that Keeping Up with the Joneses is just so popular. And I don't know. I haven't gotten any word, but I I'm I'm quite sure that we'll come back for another season of Keeping Up with the Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> well, Meredith. Yes. I I was talking to you both before we started, and like I said, I will repeat it for our listeners. This show has me all over it. And as I was watching it, I was like, why am I not watching this show? And I immediately, like, did the double dot so I could get it when it first comes out. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's sure. very, uh, I mean, I, yeah, and you should go back and start with season one and go through it. Um, and then you can admire all my, and be like, oh, wow, season two, I can just really see Meredith's stamp on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you shot 
I think a second unit shot was that the one shot of Eric Roberts where he's standing there eating a toothpick. No, I didn't do that of Eric Roberts. I love that though. I didn't do any. That's hilarious. Um, uh, I actually never worked a day with, I've worked with Eric, but I, as uh, in front of the camera, you know, in killer advice, but I didn't on, on the Joneses, I never shot with Eric. I was never there the same day as Eric. But, but yeah, the show, it, it's, it's definitely has like an 80s nighttime soap yeah. feel to it because it reminded me of like Absolutely. Dynasty. Absolutely. I, I, it's like Black Dynasty or yes. something, right? I love, yeah. I love that it, it had that 80s feel. They were definitely trying to invoke Dynasty while at the same time being sort of like a real housewives kind of delivery mm. device of that kind of show. And the war, I mean, I, I, I have to tell you, I, I'd have to go back and watch season one because so I'm really because I was just I just like I said, I came in for one episode, but it's the same wardrobe woman. So I think I can pro- probably say yes. Like the makeup and wardrobe yeah. on season two is just so stunning. Yeah. It's just it's, it, I just I love it. I love it. And so and once we get once we start talking about the episode, I mm-hmm. have a theory mm-hmm. and it's actually my theory. It's not a spoiler. But I have I have a theory. Well, I I will let you know what my theory is when we get to that part. Awesome. <laughs> but b- before we start talking about the show, uh, do we have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Yes, this is from E News. Through all the drama, Black China's focus has remained on her kids. During an exclusive interview with E! News, the 34-year-old gave a rare update on her 9-year-old son, King Cairo, with ex-Taiga, and her 5-year-old daughter, Dream, with ex-Rob Kardashian. She's good, she said at the Atomore, I don't speak French very well, Atomore Magazine's Essence issue cover launch uh, June 23rd, well, about a month ago. But anyway, she says, King is good, too. And with Dream headed to kindergarten this fall and King already in elementary school, she admitted, going to be a lot of early mornings, even earlier than now. Not that she's complaining. I love my kids unconditionally, she raved. And that's just a given for me. That's just honestly it. However, Dream and King aren't her only babies. She's also focused on building her empire. This summer, I'm making music, she told (laughs) E. Obviously focusing on the next things that I'm doing, which is scripted television, movies, and just being creative. Especially now that perhaps her especially now that perhaps her courtroom battle is behind her. Last month, a verdict was reached in China's defamation lawsuit against members of the Kardashian-Jenner family, including Kim, Khloe, uh, Kylie, Chris Jenner. On May 2nd, a couple months back, the jury found that the family did not unjustly harm China's career. However, her attorney, Lin Chiani, told reporters she plans to appeal the decision. Separately, on June 20th, China and Rob settled their revenge porn lawsuit out of, out of court. Fans will likely see some of China and Rob's legal drama play out on next seasons of the next season of Hulu's The Kardashians. We weren't filming it, executive producer Danielle King recently shared on Deadline's Crew Call podcast with Anthony uh, Salandro. I think I said that. We just got snippets along the way and it ended up unfolding into this really compelling story. And that's the Black China news for today. Well, first of all, I am so excited that Dream is going to school because I cannot wait for the reports on what Black China wore for the carpool line 
or what she wore when she went to go pick up Juke Dream from school or what she wore to the PTA meeting. So this is good news. Yes, I, I wealth of material during this report. I was fascinated watching Meredith because I was watching Meredith's face as she's trying to take in all of it. Because in the Black China stories, it's never just the story. They always recap like five other stories about <laughs> things that have happened to her in the past. And it's just watching you do sort of the like, you know, in a movie where like the guy has a manifesto and there's like the strings on the wall. You were trying to like piece all the elements of the Black China story together. Yeah. So it made sense. I was, I was afraid to observe, uh, to observe Meredith's reaction to the story. So I had everybody's face blocked out. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know if I would have been like a through it oh and kurt you <laughs> forgot to close your uh, your report with what you oh, told us you were going to that's do that's right let me do it courage <laughs> thank that's you dan rather used to end his news reports so i, I want to end the black china reports with that yeah wow. i'm happy you remind me i forgot about that <laughs> well Let's talk about our let's talk about our movie Keeping Up with the Joneses and this episode since it is an episodic thing is The Wrong Nemesis. Now what I like about what I liked is right off the bat they literally give you a rundown on who's who. Yes. Which was very helpful to me. Do you know who was book? doing the narration less? Who? Candy Burris. <gasps> no. Yeah. Really? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Candy Burris is from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. What am I uh -huh. shows? <laughs> <laughs> I was I supposed to know that? Okay, that's fine. I did, I did not know that. And I knew the voice sounded familiar. That's the thing. But I couldn't place it. And I thought it was just one of, you know how, like, there are a few people that just do voiceovers for everything? Yeah. I thought it was one of those people. But, um, so... So, uh, but, 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 where where do I start? Um, How about the beginning? Oh, well, so oh, so the uh, so the opening also fills us in about the charity event that they were having, mm -hmm. the Joneses, and basically it's Vivica is like the stepmom to them, right? Yes, uh huh. She's the stepmom. Uh huh. She was married to their dad. Okay, because at one point which I will get to, a line was, uh, some, something happened and I was like, huh, okay, she's got to be the stepmother. <laughs> because there was a child at one point and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And then I figured, oh, she's the stepmom, not their biological mom. Yes. There, there's no way chronologically that would be physically possible. Oh, to be all of their moms. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so she and that she and the oldest sister or Pam. I, Pam seem to have they have like more of a sisterly relationship, it feels like. And as this see as you watch on this season, you'll you'll see you'll see that evolve a little more. And, and Vivica's name was Robin. Yes. Uh-huh. So we find out that Robin is a widow, but Robin is not sad about it. <laughs> no, she's waiting for a body right yeah yeah but in true soap fashion there was no body because on soap operas people you know you, you there's a lot of times you know you fall over a cliff 
Mm-hmm. Y- your car explodes. You go over a waterfall. And, you know, they don't always find your body. How do you right. end up going on over a waterfall? Okay. I mean, can so you see it coming? Did they used to do that in cartoons a lot, like Looney Tunes? That, like yeah. People would put themselves in like a barrel and then jump in a waterfall? Yeah. But people did that. People have really done that at Niagara Falls, too. And, and on One Life to Live, <laughs> on One Life to Live, so Tina Lord was this character, and she was kidnapped, and she was pregnant, and she was tied up, and they accidentally let go of her canoe, and she went over the waterfall and had the baby, and they didn't find her for like five months. Wow. Did and she, have, she the- have the baby as a result of going over oh, the waterfall? Yes, it was in the like, it was in the Iguazu Falls in South America, and they found her in the jungle, fully made up with a bait. Oh my gosh! So what happened? <laughs> um, so, so You're much more savvy to this stuff than me. It never, it never. I, I didn't even think about the fact that that the no body. And I'm like obsessed with true crime, like Dateline, and so I didn't even think about the no body thing. Well, um, but in real life, wasn't it? Who was it? Wasn't it like I want to say like Olivia Newton? It was Olivia Newton John, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, her 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 husband. Did they ever find that guy? He just like he like he magically reappeared. He, yeah, like he, a couple he, years he later. That. He was like, divorce is so messy. Let me just fake my death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, it, no, it, so it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the one. She wasn't the one that he wanted. No, no, no. Nice. <laughs> 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 he married no. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> We're off to a good start. I like it. <laughs> so, so, so I guess it's the one of the sisters. I think it's one of the sisters is talking to the youngest sister. Oh, Robin is talking to Taylor, who's the youngest out of everybody, and she's asking her about. School. Wait, what, what's that? What's the name? Was was Robin? Tara. What Tara? Tara. Tara. Yeah, wh- what did he say? I said Taylor, so it was Tara. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> well, and and just, I was watching this at like six o'clock in the morning. Well, so we, we've yeah, also no, skipped. I, I was wrong. Like I was like, I don't. I, I could be confused. Yeah. We we skipped the very very beginning of the movie, which is important. It does come in uh, oh, okay. handy later. What did we skip? Well, the movie opened on there's like a cleaning crew at Jones Enterprises, and. <gasps> there's a woman that that uh, like her cleaning crew member oscar is like oh don't stay too late and then the woman swaps clothes with this very attractive black woman in a black hoodie yes lifetime uh (laughs) and so the black woman goes snooping through the office less and she's got some oh that's right yes she did she went okay i can't believe i forgot about that part because I was very impressed by that act. Oh, and she was fat, and she had like these amazing nails as she's snapping all her photos. She gets some files, and she exits. And so now and we we've jumped it. ahead to that being at the mansion. And we have not seen the last of her. No, I'll mm. tell you that. Yeah. Oh, so then one of the sisters, Carrie, comes in with her hot husband Lance, and um, they're- oh, they're not married. Oh, they're a, but they're a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because this is, this is at the big party, the big uh, yeah. charity event. Oh, the big charity event, yeah. yeah. Didn't that look gorgeous? Yeah. 
<laughs> this is where we meet. Well, that well, this yours. is where this is where we meet Michael Pere, right? Yes. But what was he in? Oh, he was Eddie in the Cruisers. Eddie in the Cruisers. Street to Fire. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. With Diane Lane. So I also st- I starred I starred with him in a Christmas in royal fashion. Oh, okay. And oh. Um, and and uh, uh, the, the director at the last like at, at the last minute wrote that we you know we we became a couple. I didn't see that coming, <laughs> but until like I saw the premiere and I was like, oh, I, I ended up with Michael. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Say like he looks good, but it's it's just it's always weird. See, I know he's done a lot of movies, but they've been sort of like. B movies mostly, I think. So it is weird seeing somebody after you haven't seen someone since Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if he took a break. No, I think he works, but he's been in like other like straight to VHS movies and you know all stuff like all that kind of stuff over the years. He's always oh, working. He's getting his health insurance. Yeah. See? That's <laughs> and that's very important. I think, yeah, I, that's funny that you might, yeah, I think that, like, our Lifetime movies are the new straight-to-VHS, you know, type of thing. I don't know. No, okay. Lifetime, well, movie, well, Lifetime well, movies are good. Oh, okay. And the straight-to-VHS weren't? I don't think I ever really watched any straight-to-VHS now that I think about it. Yeah, no, a lot of the straight-to-VHS were, it, they were not so good. Like, no, they are actually enjoyable to watch. Okay. There's the one with Whoopi Goldberg as a cop and her partner as a dinosaur. I think that was released in the theater. I think that was a straight-to-video. Oh no, I think that was released in the theater, Kurt, because that was kind of at the height of her, her stardom. Oh, it was, no. It was, a T- was it a T-Rex either. or something? It wasn't special effects. No, it wasn't CGI. So it, was, they, it was a guy so walking what, around. It a, was really, oh, in a dinosaur suit like Barney? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> went through a phase where well, she, she did, did it. movie. <laughs> she did it because Kim Basinger was supposed to be in this movie called Boxing Helena. And she, she uh, so she committed to it. And then she said that she rejected it. And they sued her. They, like, successfully sued her. I think it, they got settled out of court. And so Whoopi... On the heels of that, Whoopi had committed to this Theodore Rex movie at some point, and so she had to do it. She said, I want to get sued. Oh, my gosh. She did this movie where she said she just got, like, an Oscar for Ghost, and now she's in this movie with... Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, poor Whoopi. That's awful. (laughs) Theodore Rex. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, so Robin, so Carrie... Who's dating Lance? Right, right. Told Lance like what's going on in the family and their different plans, and Robin is not happy about this because I guess in another a previous episode, Lance's father tried to have him killed, and so Robin's like, you know, I don't know if it's like safe to tell him all this stuff because. He, you know, his dad just had him try to have him killed, so you don't know. This might not be safe to tell him this stuff. And am I following the the story correctly that that Lance's dad was married to Robin? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't Ooh, I, I, that I, that didn't wasn't clear yeah, at first, and then as Lance's the movie progressed, dad, it was is Robin's late husband. Yeah, but oh, Robin's wow. late husband is not the. Uh, Theodore Jones. 
Not, no, not Theodore Jones. So it's, yeah. So Robin married Lance's dad after Theodore. Theodore. Got it. (laughs) Yes. Wait, she calls him Theodore next. Yeah. Oh, there. Nice. You are on fire today. Nerd is on fire. (laughs) Great marketing copy for us. Fantastic. I love this. Okay. So Carrie (laughs) Carrie makes an announcement about the charity and then. Lifetime has thrown in a wrench. Lifetime is changing it up. Because then we see a woman, not in a black hoodie, she's in a gray hoodie. And I was like, what is up, Lifetime? Go on. <laughs> so then, it's, it's, Robin, you know, it's, it's, it's warm sunshine in California, the black, it's, it's not real, real cooling. Right. Yeah, yeah. so More you successful. need a lighter, a lighter shade for, for the outdoors. And unlike... And unlike the black hoodie people we normally see, this was the second time that we actually saw her face. And so that, like, so, so that's how beautiful she was. Like, they're like, we're not even going to cover her face with yeah. the gray hoodie. We're going to show it. Mm-hmm. So then Robin and Sheldon, who was, he's their lawyer, right, Meredith? Yes, uh-huh. So. He's the longtime family lawyer. Uh-huh. Okay. Because Robin and Sheldon are talking, and Sheldon is like, he, he's not approving of the charity because he's like, look, your husband, he hasn't been officially declared dead and we haven't found a body. So you need to cool your jets. But Robin is like, nope, I know what I'm doing. And then the next scene, we're at the police department and then um, the police captain pops up and I'm like, Leslie. Leslie, actually, yeah, Leslie K. A few months ago, Jason and I went to an event yes. that, um, that that was Meredith was one of the hosts of, and so we met, and we actually talked about it. We met a lot of mm-hmm. the different cast members, and Leslie was one of the people who I met that night. So I was like, "Oh, Leslie!" <laughs> yeah, Leslie's awesome. By the way, we didn't mention the name of the charity, Les. Oh, oh, oh. The name of the charity was, and I wrote it down. It was... Do you want me to give it to you? I think it the Crystal Water Fund. It was the Crystal Water Fund. Okay. And I would posit that that was 100% a pure inside joke amongst the writers of the movie. Crystal, 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 Crystal there is a singer from the 90s named Crystal Waters, and her big hit was 100% Pure Love. Oh, I, I didn't, I never knew that, but, but, you know, I, obvious, but there's Crystal as one of the characters, so I just thought that was, but that's smart. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they took Crystal, and then it was a water fund anyway, it's Crystal Waters. Yeah, Crystal Waters. And Crystal Waters was the one that sang the song, He's Homeless, la-da-dee, yes. la-da-da, yeah. la-da-dee. Oh, that's just a song? Yeah, Gypsy, she has two, two big hits, Gypsy Woman, the one Les was singing, and 100% Pure Love. Interesting. Oh, she does. Pure Love, I'm talking about that pure love. That's a song? No, no. that's... No? Come Jody back Wong. to the middle and around again. I'm gonna run one hundred percent. Oh, I know that song too. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after, so after Leslie's scene, the narrator comes back, and I love. I'm loving the narrator, loving it. And, and then, um, so who you? 
Okay, so who used the term OPM, other people's money? Pam. Because I wrote that down, like, we need to use that from now on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so then, um, did I skip anything? Did I miss anything? At this point, I wrote that Vivica was wearing a snakeskin. She was wearing, like, a like a shirt or something that was snakeskin outfit. So I thought that was cool. That's what it looked like to me. So, so then Carrie and Lance are talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my notes. It's got to be real. <laughs> I, well, I like it as a character choice too. Cause I, you know, in, yeah. cause now we're starting to see sort of the, uh, the shark of a businesswoman she can be. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I was just trying to, I was thinking as I was trying to remember, I mean, she just has, her outfits are so phenomenal. I was trying to remember the snakeskin. I, I, um, I can't get over the jumpsuit, and maybe we're going to talk about that in a little bit, or me. But anyway, <laughs> so, so then Lance and Carrie are talking as well, and Carrie is like, you know, she's she's telling Lance like, you know, the price of water, you really can't, you know, water is one thing you can't; it's an unbeatable resource. You know, and, and then we cut to a college. We cut to the Pacific College where there's there's a classroom and the teacher is teaching and I knew this man was trouble and he's making goo-goo eyes at Tara. And so... He was um, really hot, by the way. Yeah, very you know, hot. Was, I was like, this man's trouble. Yeah. I knew. From the, oh, yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. You knew, yeah, yeah. You knew there was going to be some hot for teacher action right. going and on then, there. And then you know when he was like, can you stay after class, please? And so he then starts, like, asking her questions, but you could tell he's, like, trying to pump her from imp- her information. And then he was like, I guess she had turned in this assignment, and this is a community college that she was going to, but her assignment, he, at first, it was so well-written that he was questioning whether or not she plagiarized it. And then he said he went back and looked looked at her transcripts and found out that she went to a very, very ritzy private school. Yeah, he basically calls her out and, and says, is this where he calls her out for like knowing who her family is? Or did he not know he, at this point? He didn't admit to it yet. Okay. He, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he was sort of questioning, why is this person who I know is famous in my class and that has so much money, why is she going to a community college? Right. And, and so, um, and then he asks, he asks her out. So, and she's like, you know, she's actually, she's a savvy woman. So she's kind of like, I know, I know what this, where this is going. And she, she didn't mind. She told him to meet her at a machine shop. <laughs> no, that's the name of the bar. Oh. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't actually meet. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. i like, that? What's going on there? What kind of, like, seedy life does she have on the side? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm doing a shift tonight. Oh, my. <laughs> that's funny. So, so, so then they're at the bar. Well, wait. First, before we before we see them at the bar, we we see, see these these other two people, the 
bar, right? Yeah. Is this so who's the guy talking? Because I know the the guy's talking about he tried to he tried to capture Santa Claus when he was eighteen. Oh, that's I think that's just supposed to be a bat. Okay, so that's a different bar. I think. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a different yeah. bar. Yeah. That was at the but Canyon Club. Just, so that's just to illustrate the bad date that um, that that sister is on. What's her name? Tara. Sister we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Kayla? Kayla, Kayla yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, that, I, that was to illustrate that she, or the bad date that she's on. Because okay. she's... Still got a, she's still got a thing for, you know, her ex. And, and, and so he, so, and she's like, you know, she's like, I don't have any embarrassing memories. And, um, the guy's like, you're telling, you're not telling me anything about yourself. And I wrote, be careful, girl. He's trying to shake you down for info. Mm. And so then, uh, he, calls her family crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he calls them crazy bitches. Yes. She doesn't like, she slaps them in the face. Yeah, good slap, right. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, right. very housewives, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, then we cut back to the teacher who's having drinks with Tara. And at the machine shop. Yeah, at the, the machine, machine shop. shop. <laughs> yeah. I Seriously, I, I was like, does she have like a secret life where she's like trying I, to... I, I, to admit and I'm ju- I'm laughing about it because when I saw like my day of days when I got my things like and I was looking at that I thought the same thing I was like and I think I said something to wardrobe I was like so machine like what are people going to be wearing at the machine shop and then I, so I didn't realize that that was the trendy bar either at first so so Jason I was right yeah. there with you the, this the- I created one of two stories in my head either <laughs> she was sort of rejecting her family money and wanted to like live a real life so she was like welding on the side that's one version <laughs> and the other version is like oh she's got this like dark life where maybe she's like doing drugs and stuff so she's like that's where they do the deal or something well she does have that like in season one she does have this dark life like that she but but that that's not yeah but this is not i would have the third version was that she just kills her teacher at the machine shop yeah oh there's that too so there was no welding then no okay no very practical though she's learning welding going to community college good for her Right. <laughs> Half of this is true. Yeah. So, so then they're having drinks, but then they end up back at his place. Mm. And then after they do the deed, then he's like, oh, by the way, I know who you are. I know about your family and we should work together. And she's like, how dare you? Well, I would wait also before giving that news, <laughs> before admitting that. Well, I don't know. No, this yeah. is unethical. It's not the it's not the best pillow talk. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems so, also just so like, like career you- suicide. Like if you're you're going to try and take advantage of your student, you probably shouldn't reveal those plans after you did something really unethical and slept with her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I don't. Yeah, he obviously his sense he doesn't have good sense and to begin with, if you're you know, sleeping with your student. Right. And so, so Tara, though, is repulsed 
by the fact that he, you know, he hit her up for work. And so that was that. Then we cut to Eric Roberts. Leo, his name is Leo, right? Yes. yes. So, so we cut to Leo, and Leo is um, talking about, oh, talking to Pam about her dad. Yeah, Leo worked, seemingly was either on city council or somehow worked with permitting for new construction in the city. Like, he had yeah, some pool works, when it yeah, came to permits. Yeah, he works for the city, yeah. And, and while this is going on, our hoodie friend is spying. But I don't think she has a hoodie on anymore, but she's spying. Well, it's hot mm-hmm. out. She changed to the Heather one that wasn't cool enough, so now she's like, I'm just wearing a tank top. I have to call out Eric Roberts a little bit, that, that scene. At the very end of it, he's supposed to be talking to a waiter, and there's, there's no waiter there. <laughs> he's just <laughs> kind of talking to the edge of the, the edge of the screen. I mean, you know. It works. It was- so, <laughs> so the next scene. Well, nobody was helping me out with that. They're just leaving me hanging, hanging to dry. I didn't. I, well, like, <laughs> how, could, how could you tell there was no waiter? Because there's nobody on the screen. He was just kind of looking. He was like looking at the menu and he's saying, I'd like the uh, whatever it is. <laughs> I, Maybe you I, see I, that. I see there wasn't anybody else there. In Eric Roberts' defense, I've been to a restaurant sometimes where I have a menu here, but the specials are in like sort of a weird angle. You have to like kind of turn around <laughs> and see because you're like, wait, what were the specials? Oh, they're written on the wall. Okay. And he's kind of looking. So maybe he was like trying to decide between like the cod and the soup of the day. Okay. That that's nice to defend. I I'm gonna I might have to go back and look at that. I I missed that. I didn't see that. Um, well, it's not know. a big deal. I just you know we, I, I have to find little oddities in here to bring up. That's all. Kurt just <laughs> I mean, Kurt just wants to ensure that Eric Roberts is going to get food. Right. <laughs> uh, so oh so so okay. I wrote here. Lance was visiting Miss Jones, but I forgot to write which Jones. Robin. Robin, because she asked, Lance, are you still in pain? So once again, Lance getting stabbed pops up. Mm -hmm. And her father, or the father sounded like a piece of work, basically. (laughs) And who was cut out of, so Lance was cut out of the will then, right? Yeah, if if he stabbed his son, he definitely is a piece of work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then Robin is sticking by her ID, you know, sticking by the whole water thing. That's like, you know, I'm not budging on this. It was a good idea. Then we cut to a farm. And so, um, oh, yeah, we cut to a farm. And the they meet up with this mayor, but the mayor's like young. Yeah, what's well, a small city? Santa Annabelle. Right. Yeah, but, but like, I, I, kind of the, if it wasn't clear before now, basically, like, Robin's company is going to try and buy up uh, land so that they control the water rights. And that's going to be able to dry. And then they're going to be able to buy futures on the water. And basically, that's going to drive the price up. It's similar to how gas is priced. Gas it, prices don't go up based on actual barrels. They go up based on what the futures say the barrels are going to be worth down the line. Right. So then we cut to a bar, and Kayla's at the bar, and this guy sends her a drink, and 
through the bartender. And then she sends the drink back via the bartender. Mm -hmm. And he sends the drink back to her. (laughs) Right. He says, she looks especially thirsty. And that's, (laughs) that's all it took. (laughs) <laughs> I know this guy, by the way, Sam Schweikert. Yeah. You know the bartender? Uh, no, not the bartender. The guy, the guy that ends up hitting on uh, oh, Tara. Oh, yeah. Or not Tara, Ka- Kayla. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I How do you know Sam. I help back when I was still acting. This is probably like nine, ten years ago. I helped out a friend that was filming something for the uh, LA Gay and Lesbian Center, some like shorts mm-hmm. that they were doing. And Sam was just like a crew guy. He was like a PA. I think it was like he had just moved to LA. Oh, wow. That's funny. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Why do I know this guy's face? I don't... And I finally looked at the credits. I'm like, oh my God, it's Sam. Oh, that's awesome. He's hanging out there because his condo is being painted. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Next thing you know, they're at, you know, they're at somebody's home. I don't know whose it was. I thought maybe it was his. And I was like, oh, no. Is the paint still wet? Or are they, you know, inhaling fumes? Or what, what's happening here? But he was not. He was, he was at her place. He was at Kayla's yes. place. Yeah. And, and then I knew it on. And then I knew it was trouble. When he got right up and did something on his phone, I was like, uh-oh. Because he did it. And he, was, he did it very briefly, and he goes back to bed. And, and then... He was snapping photos of her while she's well, laying there. That's later. Oh, okay. That's later. Because first, he, he did it and then went back to bed. Because remember, he was like, I don't want this to be a one-night stand. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, she yeah. went to sleep, and then he started snapping photos of her. With his sound on. Look. Yeah. <laughs> look. I, I will I will cut you a lot of slack, Lifetime or any movie. But when you when you've got somebody snapping photos on the DL, turn off your sound. <laughs> <laughs> so so then he he takes the pictures and then makes a phone call. I got I got what I need, and, and he's like, I'll be seeing you soon. So I have a question. So then there's a char- a new character named Stephen Napoli. And he went to visit Pam. Now, has he been on the show before? Do he and Pam have a thing? Uh, no, this was, he, he I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, he's, yeah, no, we just, he's new this season. Well, he and Pam have good chemistry. Yes, they do. We have to remember that I've seen the rest of them. So I can, I'm, uh, I'm going to hold back on okay, some yeah. of my comments, but yes, mm-hmm. they do have good chemistry. And it does seem mm-hmm. as if there is a history there between them. It's hinted yeah, that there I, is. You got, I, yeah, that you guys might've caught more than me. I just, uh, on that, but yeah, so he's Steven. Yeah. So, so they were, you know, they were talking flash vibing and, <laughs> And then um, he was also kind of like, you know, be careful about this water thing. Then we cut to Tara, and she's still pissed about the te- you know, about the teacher, what the teacher did. She should be. Mm-hmm. Right. So then uh, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie was meeting with Sheldon, right? Uh, yes, know, she, uh, Carrie yeah. and Lance are meeting Lance. with Sheldon. Okay, and he was instructed to release the funds, but 
he would like, I think, and and, and the, this whole time he's been kind of like, you guys all need to kind of chill out about this. Don't rush into anything. But they demanded that he release the book. <clears throat> and so then Sheldon calls Robin and is like, listen, Robin, everyone's, you know, you all need to chill because you guys are chomping at the bit. And then he reiterates once again, you're not you're not officially widowed yet. They haven't found a body. Hint, wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then um, Robin Robin asks Sheldon what's the issue, right? Or does Sheldon ask Robin? Uh, well, they they both meet up, and Sheldon says something along the lines of, like, you know, I don't like Lance having access to family money. Okay, He's yeah. not family. Okay, because that, that was in my notes that I wrote, I don't trust Lance, but I was trying to remember who said it. Because one of them were like, that. okay, so it's him. Um, so then we are at the opening of the, wa- like, a, like an opening ceremony. Like a groundbreaking. Yeah, gra- yeah. What did you call it? Ground, ground- groundbreaking. A groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Everybody's there. <laughs> Eric Roberts the, is there. Yeah, I th- I love this because no, I'm not being critical, but the way they shot this, you never see a wide shot, so I don't think any of these people were like in the same place at the same time. They got Eric Roberts there, standing there eating a toothpick. Then you got like <laughs> four sisters and Vivica. Then I think yeah, like another group. Yeah, Don't forget the construction crew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of and it went from like shot to shot to shot to shot. It worked. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think they were in the same room. Outside, outside at the same time. I'll say I'll say that they weren't in the same room because they were outdoors. I yes. just corrected yes, myself. You're right. They were they were outdoors. So so they're yeah. having the groundbreaking ceremony, and then all of a sudden, someone in a black hoodie. There are a lot of black hoodies this episode. <laughs> it, it, the wardrobe budget didn't all just go to Vivica's dresses. There are multiple hoodies. <laughs> but this person wasn't an attractive woman, so his face was covered by his hoodie. And so he's taking he's taking pictures. And then we find out that Pam and Steven, they were talking about how much they hate Leo, Eric Roberts' character. And then Pam asked Stephen for a drink. And so then they're having like a family meeting. So is this a regular part of the series too? Like, do, is like every episode they have a family meeting? They have, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I guess they do it in every episode, but you know, there uh, it's the matriarch and the daughters. So this is and how run, I and I, they run a company together, so they need a lot of meetings. This is what I meant by it. it there feels like there's a, a hint of housewives in the DNA of this because that that seems like a housewives thing. They always gather them and have some scene of them just like all sort of talking about their other storylines, right? Because, yeah, you know, because one of them, because Kayla's like, I met someone, and they were kind of giving a rundown on what they, what was going on and catching everybody else up. And so so then we go back to, to the captain, the police captain, Leslie, and 
basically, her deputy's giving her a rundown on what's happening, and there's not a lot going on in this town. They're talking about, you know, teenagers leaving empty beer bottles and condom wrappers around. <laughs> oh, well, that is a problem. <laughs> and she's just, like, going down her list, and she's like, is that it? And then the deputy mentions the thing about the Jones. So, so then we see the guy with uh, who hooked up with Kayla, and he goes to this old motel, and a, and so there's a money envelope switch, and I and so we have a new character, but had he been in other episodes, William. Right. William is the ex-boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. William yeah, has yeah. been William is all through. That's Kayla's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. There's a so lot of talk of Kayla's last boyfriend not being trustworthy. Like when she told her family that she met this new guy, they were ecstatic. Like she had never met a man before. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So they so they get, you know, so they gave the whole rundown of things and an envelope of money was exchanged, which always happens in these scenes. And there's something that I've noticed is a lifetime trope that I've never noticed before. Whenever they do a scene where someone is getting paid off for doing something nefarious, they always look in the envelope and they're always like, that's not the amount that we settled on. <laughs> and then the other person's like, that's all you're going to get. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna look for that. There's certain things that I'm I I watch for. I I I guess that that is kind of like. But I think that's always the cliche when you exchange money. You yes. count it, and you know. It's like anyone who's ever sold anything on Craigslist knows that person shows up and acts like they don't. They didn't bring the amount of money that you had told them was a hard that price. That is so true. You always have to like if it if they wanted a hundred, you you only have ninety in your wallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh, and then we find out that the that the water company is being targeted by eco terrorists. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's very timely in twenty twenty two. Eco terrorism. Yeah. Yeah, they spray painted Mother Earth on it. <laughs> yeah. so that, so that, that's a, that's who's they're, they're so yeah, that, that's, as Mother Earth. Yeah, this this Mother Earth sect. Right, like this gang, which, which, I mean, think about it, though. It's like, ooh, Mother Earth is going to get you. Oh, yeah, that's so scary. So scary. <laughs> well, Mother Earth is going to get us eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, it sounds like she started in, you know, the U.K. <laughs> <laughs> it was hotter in the U.K. last week than it was here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, crazy. Isn't that insane? Oh. Yeah. So, so then Pam is in her office doing her work, minding her own business, and then the beautiful woman who was in the hoodie, the various hoodies, shows up, and she has a British accent, and she pulls out the one, I'd say in the soap tropes, the number one soap trope, I am your long lost yeah. daughter. <laughs> yeah. I'm your daughter. Yeah. So I was this, thinking, well, she must have known she had a daughter, right? Well, yeah. 
But yeah. this, it's not the same. Yeah, it's usually, different when you walk in and tell it to a guy. Usually the women, exactly. Usually like yeah. the women have some idea. Yeah. Usually <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you, you got a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my theory. My, and I might be totally wrong. Like I said, it's just a theory. It's not a spoiler. My theory is that Taylor, that Tara is going to turn out to be her daughter. Her sister. Well, but, but. Uh, I mean, yes, that is very common. Mm. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. It's very common to raise um, a youngest daughter, to raise a, um, uh, yes, that's very common. That's a very interesting theory. Because on another world, it happened, and not only did Marley find out that Donna was her sister, she also found out that she had an evil twin. So it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know, Jack, Jack Nicholson was raised as his sister's, he, his mother, he was raised as um, a brother to his mother. I heard, I read, I, I heard about that. I yeah. And, that. and the sad thing is, is that it was outed. He was, it was outed by some um, reporter you know, and and I believe his sister slash mother had already passed away because so he could never really hmm. come to terms with her yeah. over this, over this, you know. But it's very that was very common um, uh, practice with when a, a woman got uh, impregnated before and 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 probably in the times when, and then when abortion wasn't legal, you know, what what are we gonna do? Um, anyway, not to but, get too uh, but, <laughs> political so, here. But the thing is, though, so Pam is kind of confused by it. So I, my thought is that Pam, like, didn't see the baby when the baby was born, and the dad did something and then, like, maybe sent the kid away and then brought the, da- brought the daughter back later saying, this is your little sister. Mm. Like, we've adopted her or whatever, whatever. But it turns out to be her daughter. That's a very interesting theory. But, you know, I just... I, I, I thinking, like that theory. I was just enjoying I can't, I, Obviously, so I'm not going to expand on it, but I think that's a very interesting theory. Because I was just enjoying... It was getting me, like, in just 80s soap mode. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's what they would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Jesus wow. He knows every nook and cranny of these shows that I would never watch. <laughs> and 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 the long lost child is always like British. <laughs> yeah, they were always raised a, a, with a different kind of education and different right. kind of worldview. <laughs> and then, of course, her name was Eve, and I'm like, Fig- yeah, figures it's Eve. Yeah, this is right on track. <laughs> Because they're always named like Eve or like you know. <laughs> um, oh, so, so so then we um, go to the well, well, crystal so, water. Well, so then Pam then ru- rushes in to talk to Sheldon. He's like, uh, "Hey, this was supposed to have been covered up a long time ago. How's this girl know who I am?" Right. So, so then we go to, uh, we see Stephen 
and he's talking to these protesters. Oh yeah. And from Honduras. Yeah. I wrote Ryan Ryan Gosling and Meg Tilly. <laughs> he did look like Ryan oh, Gosling. Yeah, a bit, yeah. You remember Meg Tilly? Yeah. yeah. So well, she like was her. in and one she, of the Lifetime movies we saw recently. She she's in mine. She's in the wrong blind day. Okay, she okay. plays the she's, woman that owns that house. Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew I recognized <laughs> oh, her. Wait a minute. We met her. Jesus. No, she she wasn't at she wasn't at the screening. Okay, because I remember we met someone. Okay, because we met someone. Anyway, <laughs> um. So yeah, so she's a spy basically, and so he, so she goes to Sheldon. No, was it Steve, to Stephen? Right? That was was it Stephen or Sheldon that like hired her? Stephen hired her. Stephen Anopoly. Yeah, right? Stephen, the guy that owns the construction company. The construction guy. Yeah. yeah. So, because she goes to Stephen, because because Stephen like gives him a shakedown. Then Stephen leaves. She goes to meet up with Stephen later, and she's like, um, it's not him because what was done just isn't, that's not his style. And so, um, oh, and then she commented that they're also sexist. <laughs> well, and, and also, they, <laughs> yeah. they make a good, a few people make a good point that, you know, if you're going to do damage to, to, to something, you're not going to spray paint, like, your name, and I did this, you yeah. know? Because they spray oh, painted yeah. Mother Earth. Oh, yeah. You're Mother not Earth did although, this. It was us. People, I mean, although people do tag things with their gang, you know. Mm-hmm. So, That's with, true. But, but yeah, you're right. So. You're right. That makes that make that does seem like a a, a what a red herring. But but I did love her mentioning like how sexist they were. Like she's like they don't think a woman is smart enough to betray them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So um, spying on eco terrorists is normally a man's job, a man's world. <laughs> yeah. It's a boys' club. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing women have is uh, breaking. Break oh, come through. on. Mother Earth, you guys. Mother yeah. Earth. Right. Another <laughs> red hair. Right. But I did I love that though that like F that she that she turned out to be a spy. That she totally mm-hmm. turned out to be a spy. I think she was probably a spy in the wrong blind date, too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she, uh, she was, yeah. She had a lot of information that she, she expo- exposed in a short she time. She was not a fan. Oh, I, she I was, remember who she, she is now. She was not a fan right. of my wrong blind date. Yeah. I, I remember who she was now. Cause she got killed, right? Um, I don't think she did. No, she didn't get killed. No. She was the, she was the landlady of the place that he was pretending to live in. Oh, when she oh, was yeah. just a, damn, and you could tell, like she, she, you could tell that she didn't like him by all of her answers. Like she was yeah. just so annoyed she with him really, as a tenant. She really did not like him. So she probably, yeah, she probably knew she might have been a spy in the wrong blind date too. That's right. Oh, she's the one I. And I you guys are sexist. And you guys are sexist because you didn't think the landlady could be the spy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> 
So then we find out that Leo is in cahoots with Lance. And, and so Leo is up to no good. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, so he then, and then we, we, then we see Steven, and he's talking to Pam, and he's like, don't worry, Pam. We've got someone on the inside who's like, you know, doing our spying, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. We have someone on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then we see a private jet. And someone's on a private jet. And it's a mystery person. And we then, at the end, it pans up. And who is it? It's Ted McGinley. Yes! <laughs> he's the body we haven't, guys, he's the body we haven't found. So that's the husband. Yes. How many times was she married? Um, I think they, I think only two from what I can, but I don't know. But she, you know, she's the, and then she's the second wife of, of, um, the, 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 the guy who had all the, you know, the, that had all the daughters, obviously, maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Um, so I, from, I, I think it's only two times. So, um, so what's Ted McGinley's big, is that married with children? He's been in every, well, like in the 70s and 80s. Ted so McGinley was before, before married with children, Ted, he had a bit of a reputation as a show killer because he would join shows late in their run and then the show would get canceled the last season. Like he was on the last season of Happy Days. He was in the last season right. of The oh. Love Boat. Yeah. Oh. That's right, he was yeah. He yeah. was ace so, on Love Boat. So yeah. he was like, before Married with Children, he was like the actor oh, yeah. equivalent of Jumping the Shark. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that's where, like, the, yeah. But guess what? Not on our series. Yeah. Not on our series. He broke the street. Yeah. Not only is he not nerds. a show yes. killer, he's come back from the dead. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's a show liver. Yeah. Um. So he, I, I see. I guess I, I didn't. Re- I mean, I knew he'd been on everything, but I guess I, I only remember him. He was so great as the neighbor on Married with Children. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was funny because yeah, every like it starting with Happy Days, like everything, it would be that would mean like the seasons. <laughs> Who did he play on Happy Days? Was it Roger? He was he Roger. So so basically something. Ron Howard had left the show and they needed sort of a uh, youngish straight-laced guy to be like the, the opposite to Fonzie and be his friend. So Roger was like the cousin that came and lived with the Cunninghams and would hang out with Fonzie. Oh, really. oh yeah. wow. Because, you know, because they would always, you know, they'd always like, like Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. that last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And Meredith, mm -hmm. I immediately went and found the next episode. When you, because you had to, because you had to know, you had to be sure that, that, that we weren't canceled. No, this is officially one of my shows. I love it. This, I'm serious. I love this show so much. It's it's on my roster now. You gotta go back though, and you gotta start with season one. Oh, I'm going. I'm going on the road soon, and we'll have a lot of downtime. Oh, so okay. I will. I, and I have the Lifetime app. Wink, wink. <laughs> so I'll do that on my uh, downtime. That's awesome. That's all, yeah. So just so you follow, I mean. Just so you can um, keep up. I mean, yeah. I know 
it'll be weird to have seen that and go back. But yeah, no, but it's not that weird. I mean, you'll you'll get it. Yeah. So is it literally just like four or five episodes a season? So last season started with three and I think, and then I think it was such a, it was such a success that they did, um, they shot four this season. So maybe, maybe I'm hoping that it'll be another four next season. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's a good show. It's very, it's, it's very fun. I mean, it's a, we just had this, I think, uh, we, we had this really Vivica with uh, lifetime movie network uh, put together this really fun screening. We screened um, season two, episode three, which mm-hmm. actually has aired last Friday. But um, so, um, and it was so fun. And, and just to um, see people and, and um, but yeah, I think, I think that I'm hoping the audience seems very invested in it. And I'm hoping that the, um, uh, that will come back. I don't know. I'm again, I know nothing about if it's, if they are, but I hope they are. I mean, it well, seems, so. Oh, go ahead. Kurt. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it, it seems like it's tailor made for fans of lifetime. It, it, it checks all the boxes and adds a few new boxes that you didn't even know that you needed. Well, you know, it's interesting because people, I feel like that, that people, some people really love it. Like they can't wait yeah. and they're like next week. And then there's some more traditional Lifetime fans that are like, yeah, I, they kind of like the one-offs. Like they want it, they, they understand the formula and they want it tied up in that box. Yeah. So, cause I, I, so I've met, I've met people that say both. Um, but I think it's, it's kind of cool to do something, um, different like this and there i think there's enough um and vivica has such a, a fan base so and it's um yeah i think i think it's fun to and they every it's like we don't get to do that anymore like uh every friday like go oh i can't wait for next friday because people right. are always binging everything so this is kind of fun that you actually wait for next friday to find out what happens yeah. i i yes I thought you guys did an incredibly good job of of make like making the story easy to understand, even if you haven't watched the show before. So you can jump in and then go back like Les is going to do and get caught up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, I loved like at the beginning, the voiceover like literally gave you the rundown of who was who of what's going on. And I was like, that's perfect. It was very heart to heart. Remember Max yeah. and Heart to Heart? That's oh, my boss, think, Mr. Heart. I was trying to think what, what, where that, like, because I, I, I like that too. And it, by the way, it does continue like through, throughout this season, yeah. keeping people caught up. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of that kind of style where I'd seen that before. So that was, that's Heart to Heart. It's very, because it did feel very, um, well, the Heart to Heart is what? 80s? 80s yeah yeah yes. i mean they, yeah. They, they had done it on shows that, a lot yeah. before that too Housewives, like they did it too i mean if you think of like <gasps> the beverly hillbillies oh, that yes. it's literally the theme song explains who all these characters are and what's going on in the show that's so interesting i forgot that about desperate housewives that's too but yeah that whole um i like that i like that i don't even know what you call that but i guess i should know but because heart to heart hmm. what was it 
This is Miss. This is Mister H. That's, He's my that, boss. That, that's my boss, Mister Hot. This is He's Mr. loaded. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, that's right. And when they met, it was murder. <laughs> I was at San Diego Pride last weekend, and I was at a party. And as I'm leaving a party, I'm like, what is this song that is set to a dance beat that all these shirtless men are dancing to? And I realized <laughs> that it was a dance remix of the Heart to Heart theme. Oh. No way. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, that was before that my up. time. That sounds awesome. That was before my time, so I don't remember heart to heart. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I do. Stephanie, I never really watched I know about it. it much, but it was a but it was a huge show. I remember Oh, that. I did. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think I ever watched an episode. I watched I it only as an, like, one. if I could talk my parents into letting me. It was basically an excuse to stay up an extra hour later after, like, Three's Company and Two Clothes for Comfort. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I remember when, I remember when Who Shot JR was on. And yeah. I didn't really, I never watched the show Dallas, but I just knew this was in the zeitgeist. I was a little kid. So I just asked my dad, can I stay up late to watch Who Shot JR? He just said no. So I know I watched it. I missed that part of the zeitgeist that happened. I missed television. Yeah, I never, I never was, I never watched any of those late night. Like I hear people talk about them, but I never watched any of those late night things. I'm more of like when, um, I'm more like when Melrose Place was more of like when I would watch those kind of soapy things. I watched them all. Yeah. (laughs) Dallas. Dynasty, wow. Flamingo Road with Morgan Fairchild. Oh my God! Glitter, oh my. glitter with Nicolette Sheridan and Morgan Brittany. Nothing wow! Landing. Wow! I went to a couple of years pre-COVID. I think it was one of the last big events I went to pre-COVID. Uh, the Hollywood Museum did this whole Knots Landing. Um, all the gals of Knots Landing were there, and they they they. It was so cool, and they. They had some the wardrobe. Oh my gosh! And I, I just ate it. Just, I crimped my hair and ate it. Did that. <laughs> yes. It was so fun. <laughs> Emerald Point NAS with Jill St. John. Oh yeah. my God! You know them all. Wow. wow. Deep dive. Dynasty wow. Two, the Colbys. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Did, did you watch yes. That? I, I never watched Colby. any of those. I met him. Who? The, the guy that played Miles Colby. I was doing a show, and um, I was doing a show in Ireland, and there was another American group there, and one of the, the, we all went out, and one of the women was like, I really want you to meet my parents. And I look over, and Miles Colby and Tabitha from Passions are walking in, because <laughs> he's married to Juliet Mills. Oh yeah, what's no? What, what's his? Re- yeah, what's his real name? Uh, Maxwell. Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah. Oh. And then I didn't know who you were talking about. I didn't know who you were talking about. And then I was like, duh, because her last name was Caulfield. I was like, oh. Oh my okay. gosh. That's right. Yes, Tabitha from Passions. Yes. I do remember Passions. I love Passions. Yeah, yeah. He was the love. He was the. I just. I was just. Um, I just saw him. Uh, he was a presenter or something at the Santa Barbara Film Festival because he, he and Tabitha live out that way. So, so Meredith, you want to see yeah. Kurt? You want to see Kurt go crazy? Yes. 
So, so, <laughs> so on Passions, which was an afternoon soap. I, I, I had a small it. role on Passions. Um, and I really? watched, I watched Passions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like, I, like one day. I mean, watch, watch this, Meredith. Okay. So Juliet Mills on this afternoon soap played a witch. Yes. And then she turned a doll into a little boy named Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Timmy would like do her bidding and do little pranks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to go crazy? I, what did you say? <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm supposed to go crazy to match this or what? No, because Kurt, I talk about, I talk about steps of time to Kurt's like, what the hell? Yeah, pa <laughs> Passions was, was insane. that shit crazy. An insane soap opera. The, the doll that fell and she was cracked Connie because she had a, yeah. she, Chucky. She, no, yeah, I, I learned my lesson. We we had the, we had a woman on the show, a special guest, and, and Les and she and Les were talking about all these soaps, and I was like, I was like, you guys, she should be ashamed of yourself. She's like, excuse me, <laughs> but, uh, even though she's not here, I know she's listening somewhere. I'm on my best behavior. No, she likes us. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Was she a soap star? No, no, she no, 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 no. She had a soap podcast. Oh, okay. No, we, we, she actually wants to come back. Yeah, that was she okay, likes. Good. Us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Meredith, how yes. will how can our listeners find you if if you want to be found? I can be found at Meredith Actress, pretty much everywhere. Awesome! awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any any movies coming up? I have a new Lifetime movie. Uh, coming up, which I play this awful stage mother um, <laughs> type of woman, um, but my but my daughter's not on stage. She's a gymnast. Oh, but um, and it's I get I just saw I just saw it appeared on IMDb. It's called Dying to Win. I don't think oh. it has a date yet, but I've done like I, I I've done the ADR on it, and I shot that. It was my last project last. Christmas, right, right before the Christmas holiday. And so that is, should be coming out really soon. So, I, question. Yeah. Is it, so is it a rip from the headlines, or is it like a murdering sort of a thing? So it's not a rip from the headlines with some of the, the awful stuff that's been going on in the gymnastics world there. Okay. It's, um, it's more, um, it's a... Uh, so no, there's no um, base to, but it is. It does touch on all the insane influencers, oh, social yeah. media, getting likes, being popular that way, and that's how where I'm like the awful stage mother of like trying to to keep her sponsorship up and getting likes and just um, that kind of thing. So. Uh, so it's t timely in that way. Do, do we have any new wrong movies coming up? <gasps> no, I no no, no I, I don't I don't have any new wrong movies coming up um, because those technically all the technically all the keeping up with the Joneses are you know wrong slash wrong uh -huh. movies. So um, other than this, my little cameo this Friday in. My keeping up with the Joneses. Um, I don't have any I, um, coming up. I have the uh, the 
killer. What did I say? Dying to win. Dying, Dying to win. win. And then I just did a rom com, um, and I played the lead, the lead girl's father's new love interest, and that was super fun. That was with um, John Murlowski, who I've done. Um, who did I do? I did Stolen in Her Sleep with. Uh, so Stolen in Her Sleep. Um, that was a good. Did you guys see that? I was a no. grandmother in that. I don't think so. No, yeah, we didn't see that. A one. hot so young Stolen grandma. Her, John directed me in Stolen Her Sleep. Um, his daughter directed me, and he was the, the DP in If Walls Could Talk. If Walls Could Talk, and then Labor of Lies. So I just, so I just did a romantic comedy with John. So that was fun. Okay. I got away from like uh, the 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 thriller killer um, thing, and I think that one's going to go to Up TV. It's very Hallmark feeling. Okay. It's nice. a very Hallmark feel, but I think it's going to end up at Up TV. Well, you got to stay diversified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. The one thing I would like you to suggest to the production team on, on Keep You Up With The Joneses is if they are uh-huh. going to make them part of the wrong universe, Vivica needs to do her catchphrase in them. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, I was right. waiting for that. You're right. Yeah, I'm really glad that they're not. I mean, yes, they're in the wrong universe because – but I'm re- I, I think that – it just, I don't want Robin make saying the catchphrase. Okay. I, but, yeah. Oh. I would, and we're now, like, we're seven in, so I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. Then, then the way, um, the way around this is, is she has to, uh, like, directly to camera in a promo for the movie say the catchphrase. Right. They could oh, also okay. save it, they could also uh, save it for the very last episode. That could be, like, the very last shot. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll suggest it if the, if the season is not ever coming back, right? And, yeah. And it's so you'll know. Right. If, like, uh, season at the end of, I don't know, let's say I'm season five. At the end of season five, she says, honey, you picked the wrong miniseries. <laughs> or- and while we're, while we're putting in requests, we need another wrong like commercial, like the wrong, 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 wrong. Oh wrong. yeah. <laughs> what? They, what's the what? They had done a the promo. Commercial? They had done a promo for the the wrong, like a wrong marathon. Oh, the thong, the and they used the thong song. song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have that. Yeah, I uh, Cisco did the mm-hmm. did the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I need another that. one. I oh, wait, that would be cool. Who should we? What we have to figure? Maybe we need to figure out who. Because that, that was the thong song, so wrong. We need to figure out who should do the next one. Like, what? Um, Isn't there a yeah, song called song. Don't Get Me Wrong? They, they, we could have another no. song and use the word wrong in it. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or let's think of things that were, rhyme with wrong other than thong, because we already used that. Right. Uh, the, the, um, mm-hmm. hmm. Well, yes. Jong? Is there a song about Kim Jong-il? It could be. <laughs> Not that I know of. Like <laughs> something with long in it. Right. Long, yeah. yeah. Is there a song or with long? A long bang song. A gong. There you go. Oh, yeah. Bang, be, being wrong. There wrong, you go. Wrong, wrong. There you go. <laughs> and like awesome. and you can have Vivica like with her bat or her hockey stick and like every time she hits it, it like bangs a gong. 
Right. <laughs> There's um I love that thong song. I never I never knew the thong song and then the producers were like, "Hey, they sent me this thing and I they're like, "Hey, put this out wherever you want." And I was like, "Really? Anywhere?" And they're like, "Yeah." So I've like got that on my YouTube page, the thong song, <laughs> cuz I'm like in that promo like they use a piece of me from the wrong 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 boy next door, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm like, ah! uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to be a part of this wrong family. The wrong cinematic universe. Yeah, yes. I love it. Okay. I'm so I'm so lucky. Um, oh my gosh! I mean, I told you. I've told you guys before that when my dad calls me up, he's like, "Hey, how's the how's the wrong car running?" How's the, wrong, how's, the, how's the wrong dog, you know? <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be surprised if a wrong car or a wrong dog movie comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the, oh, I want uh, the wrong rescue dog. Right? Yeah. They use it as a weapon or something. Yeah. Yes, yes yeah. it's like a... a but there's no wrong rescue dog. dogs. It would have to be the wrong it would have to be the wrong, um, the wrong service, the wrong, dog. the wrong shelter oh. or something like an evil That'd person working. Oh yeah. Yeah. The wrong shelter. That's right. The wrong shelter or the wrong breeder, the wrong breeder. Wow. I'm a right. animal rescuer. So <laughs> the wrong dog breeder, <laughs> the wrong mixed breed cat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the wrong meow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong exotic pet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good one. The wrong exotic pet. Yeah, oh, like an eating... tiger or something. Yeah, an iguana, like eat someone's ear off. Oh, these, oh I guess God. I got the wrong pet. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Right. <laughs> oh, anyway, if you want to find me, you can find me on my website, uh, com, and I have a few shows coming up. In two weeks, uh, August 1st through the 14th, I'm going to be doing my show, The Real Black Swan, at um, the Minnesota Fringe Festival. And then on August, uh, then uh, uh, August, I believe, 18th through the 25th, I'm going to be at the Indianapolis Fringe Festival. And September 1st through 11th, I'm going to be at the Halifax uh, Fringe Festival. So you can just look on my website and get that info. Jason. Please, on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on, give us a five-star review, rate and review us. It helps other people find the podcast. Uh, you can find all of us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt? My one-man show, The Jester of All Maladies, is also playing at the Indianapolis Fringe Festival. That's August 26th, 27th, 28th. And then I will be in the Philadelphia Fringe Festival, September 16th and September 23rd. For more details, you could go to KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. Yay. And Yay. Kurt and I will, will be in Indianapolis at the same time. So I will be tormenting Kurt and dragging him to gay bars yes. and a drag bar. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, request that heart-to-heart theme. Yes. <laughs> anyway. If you guys don't find a bit of that theme and put it in here, you have to. <laughs> you yeah. might have to do that. I mean, now I'm so curious to 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 find that. <laughs> That's our mission. Anyway, <laughs> until next time, bye. 
Bye, Bye. Matt. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Meredith. Bye-bye. Bye, Meredith. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.